This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. Nicole, how many jobs have you quit? So I was let go from CNN. My entire division was let go. Okay, so CNN quit you. They quit me. And then I left mid-contract. I quit CNBC. So what, one big job. One there, big job. Were there any? There were smaller jobs. That I presume you quit at some point along the way. No. Huh. Oh, actually, yes. The job before I went to CNN, I quit to go to CNN. To CNN. Okay. I quit mid-contract. I was at the CBS station in Palm Springs. Boom. On the I-team investigating the Coachella Valley. Nice weather. So, uh, except for the summer. So, How many jobs have you quit? I have quit. I've quit. Carry the one. <laughs> I've quit two jobs and I had one job quit me, okay. which is to say that I got fired. Not because my division got shut down, but just because they decided I wasn't good for the job anymore. And that was fine because I actually didn't really want to be there, but I was staying because I didn't. I didn't have the courage to quit. So I really should have quit three jobs is the answer. So today we're going to talk about quitting. So fun. When to quit, yes. But more than that, how to recognize when you need a change at work and what to do then. And if need be, how to quit your job without actually quitting your job. So let's start. I'm going to tell you a story. So the very first job that I had was at the Gardner News. Circulation, 6,000. At the time, I don't know what it is now. Maybe it doesn't even exist. This was 2002. I was a newspaper reporter. I was covering nothing. There was just nothing going on in Gardner, Massachusetts. I was covering middle school dances. And <laughs> then about a year in, my boss comes to me and he gives me a letter. And the letter basically says, change your attitude or get out of here. And what he had noticed was something that I didn't realize I was projecting, which was that I, I hated being there. I hated it. I hated it so much. It was just a constant bruise on my ego because I thought that I could do bigger things. I thought that I was made for bigger things. And yet I was showing up every day at this tiny little newspaper. And until that time, I hadn't really thought about taking action on this dissatisfaction. But when he gave me that notice and told me to get the hell out of there or shape it up, I thought to myself, I am sitting around waiting for someone to recognize me. And I think that I am bitter because nobody is recognizing me. Like, I'm showing up. I'm writing this story about the middle school dance. The New York Times is not calling me and saying, kid, great story about the middle school dance. Time to cover the White House. Like, they're not saying that. And so I realized, you know what? I need to go. I need to go to them. I can't sit around and wait for somebody to recognize me because they never will. So I, I quit. That was the reason that I quit that first job. And I sat in my bedroom and I freelanced, or rather I cold pitched, hoping to freelance. I was living in a dumpy apartment, $500 a month in rent next to a graveyard. And I eventually landed a couple stories in places like the Washington Post and the Boston Globe, and that accelerated my career. But anyway, the thing that I took away from it was that if you feel stuck, Staying where you are will not be the thing that gets you unstuck. It will just continue to hold you. And that really there are two questions that I think that people should ask themselves about any kind of job transition. And I will, I will say this is if, this is if somebody is, is really ambitious and wants to move up. Number one, 
what do I need to learn? Number two, have I learned it? And I have followed that pretty much ever since. Like every job that I've taken, I took it because I had some idea of something that I needed to learn there. And then the second that I felt like I had learned it, before I got bitter because I wasn't growing any further, I just pieced out. So anyway, point is, I'm a pretty big advocate for quitting. I feel like the greatest growth you are going to find may not come, may not come where you are. And you should be very aware of that. And if that's the case, it's not always the case. Sometimes you're in an organization that has lots of growth opportunity, and that's amazing. But if that's not where you are and you want more, then you should not be afraid of what's on the other side of quitting. Thank you. That was a great speech. That was a great story. Thank you. What I find interesting is that you were given this sort of ultimatum. Yeah. And now that we're talking about it, I was also given that ultimatum before Mm. I quit this big job. It was sort of like stop doing extra stories beyond your show and just like sit there and read the teleprompter essentially. And the extra stories and and the other series that I created was the best part of what I was doing. Mm. And the thing that got me up literally at two o'clock in the morning to go over to fabulous Inglewood Cliffs, New Jersey. So I got this choice, which is what you got, which kind of pushed you. Right? Yes. You ha- I, I, it pushed me too. It, it totally pushed me. The shape I, up or get out thing. And that's real. I was I'm grateful for it. I keep that letter. I'm, I wonder if you, yeah, do you have the letter? Yeah, Let's I do. Actually. The letter. Okay. I, um, I can't wait for this. All right. So here it is. September 17th, 2003. I haven't looked at this wow. in a long time. Is this on letterhead? Can I see really quick? Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is on letterhead. Um, this is very this is, official. This is scanned. The Gardener the News. The Gardener News. Wow. Um, I, okay. I scanned this. Okay. So this is a letter from Stu Norwood, who was the editor or whatever. Hi, Stu. Okay. Starting on Monday, you must pass in two stories a day every day for a minimum weekly count of 10 stories. The 10 story minimum is the standard of every reporter on the editorial staff, as has been reiterated to you and the other reporters numerous times in memos and during meetings. This is all true. I cannot have any reporter falling so much as one story under the minimum quota. Also, you must tell Jim, Jim was like the second in command, about the stories you have planned for the day and keep him updated on your progress. Do not leave for the day without checking in with either Jim or myself, whomever is on the news desk at the time, to let us know that your two stories are in the system. Also, if necessary, do not leave if the editor feels that he wishes to read the story before you leave for the day. The chronic deficit in your story output has had a detrimental impact on our coverage of the news. This cannot continue, nor can management tolerate your negative attitude. If an editor assigns a story to you, you must accept it and follow through on it. It is not your position to give an editor reasons why you can't or don't want to write a story or that you are just too busy. In so many words, I am giving you two weeks to prove to me that you will be an asset to the newspaper and not the detriment and drag on the newsroom that you have become. Your attitude, behavior, and productivity must change quickly to meet the newspaper's needs. Stu Norwood. Phone drop. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. I know. What was your first thought when you got that? Well, my first thought, funny enough, was to assume that he was wrong about the number. So you can (laughs) see that in the scan, in the scan that I made, I started to tally up all the stories that I had written. And uh, yeah, uh, no, he was right. He was right. There was a quota of stories and I wasn't meeting them. And the reason I wasn't meeting them was 
a combination of things. Part of it was that I hated that job. And part of it was that I was like trying to do ambitious work that was took longer, you know, and so I wanted these stories that went on and, you know, instead of just kind of running out and finding something to report about, which wasn't what they needed. They set an expectation for what they needed and I was not meeting it. I was not a good employee. And I think that wasn't just a mistake of youth because I think that in the first job or two, everybody can get a little lost in how to grow. Stick around. Help Wanted will be right back. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep linkedin.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. Would you have quit if you didn't get the letter? That's a really good question. And I don't know if I would have quit either, actually, at the time. But it was the best thing that happened to me. So fun fact, I was represented at CAA at the time. And the agent who ran all of television or whatever was telling me that I was ruining my career by quitting mm -hmm. and that I was on this trajectory in television news to go from this job at CNBC to NBC News to the White House to the Today Show to the Nightly News. There was this sort of trajectory. Yeah. And I said to him at the time, like, I, I don't think that this paradigm works anymore. I don't think that this is the trajectory when... Mm. Jordan Sparks, who I like, and Jenna Bush and whoever was hosting the Today Show. Like, this yeah. trajectory is messed up now. They're not feeding from other NBC stations. They're just putting on random celebrities. And so this is not how this works. And in order to move up, I think I need to move out. Mm. And he was like, you are ruining your career. We ended up not working together anymore. Fast forward 10 years, um, I happily re-signed with them. And he kind of was like, you were right. You have to remember what people's incentives are. And people's incentives, if they are inside of a system, is to maintain the system. And if you are a part of that system, then their incentive is to keep you right where you are. Not because if it's like a the man keeping you down kind of thing, but just, you know, like you just remember people's incentives. I remember when I quit Men's Health, Men's Health was my first national magazine job. I quit it in 2011. And I quit it because I was going to go to Fast Company. And Dave Zenko, the editor-in-chief of Men's Health, and his second-in-command, Steve Perrine, called me in to Dave's office. And I walked in there. 
which by the way, you don't just like go strolling into Dave's office. He was like, uh, he was, he was like old school magazine editor in chief who, you know, you made an appointment to see. And so I went in there and they sat me down and they were like, what are you doing? We're go what, fast. What fast, fast, what, what's the magazine that you're going to? Why would you leave? This is a terrible decision. What do you do? Stay here. What do you need? What do you want? We'll give you something. Like from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're all there. They have their pizza and their <laughs> they I don't know. Like, I can't tell. That's how I remember. That's our, but, but like, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. I mean, I, that was the least convincing thing that you could have done to me was to show me that you don't understand the value of moving on. To me, somebody who doesn't understand the value of moving on is someone who is completely incentivized to hold everybody in their place. And I get it because, you know, I was good at my job or good enough at my job. And if I leave, they got to find someone to replace me. I, I, I don't think that they're trying to hold on to me because I was amazing. It's because it's a pain in the ass to replace anybody. And they didn't want to do that, but that they couldn't recognize that people would want different things or upward momentum told me I got to get out of here. And I thought that, that was the exact wrong way to play it. Every single time that anybody has ever quit a job and they report to me, my first words are congratulations. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. I am really, really bummed to lose you. You know, I knew Maybe this, sometimes you're not. I knew this day would come. Sometimes I'm not. That's true. Um, I, I say it anyway. But, you know, I, I mean, I told you that I had been fired from a job and the job that I was fired from was Fast Company. And that was years later. I was then in my 30s. I was married. And Rick, the executive editor, brought me in one day. I'd been there for three or something years. And, he, and, he, and I sat down in his office. I said, what's up? And he said, so we're letting you go. And wow, I said, no foreplay there. Well, and then I said, oh. And uh, he said, uh, you know, it's a difficult decision. But the fact is that we have a very lean team here. And we don't feel like, you know, you are pulling the weight of everyone else. And, you know, I listened and my mind was racing. And at some point I told Rick, I, 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 this hasn't happened to me before, which I guess technically it hadn't because I quit before I got fired that first time. But I will tell you something. Looking back on it, I was making the same mistake at Fast Company that I made at the Gardner News which was that in both jobs, I had become dissatisfied for different reasons. At Fast Company, it was because I didn't, I just wasn't enthused by the kind of coverage that we were doing. And I didn't feel like I understood exactly what my bosses wanted. And I didn't feel that productive there. And instead of doing something about it, like leaving, I just kind of showed up every day and was kind of bitter. And, uh, and I should have been kicked to the curb. And I'm glad that they did it. And frankly, I think that Rick did a pretty good job of firing me. Like when I've had to let people go now, I just think back to that moment. Let's not beat around the bush. There's no like pleasantries. If this is going to be an unpleasant moment for you, then let's just get to it. And it's not emotional and it's not right. I'm not blaming you. It just kind of is what it is. This is not a good fit anymore. And uh, I, I thought it was great. Like I, I think that Rick did a great job firing me and I, I will fire people like Rick forevermore. Um, but I think that the problem that a lot of people have is that they know they should leave and they're not doing it. And so at that point, a couple of things are going to happen. 
Either number one, the job is going to decide to get rid of you. Uh, and then it's not happening on your own terms or your own time. Number two, you'll just sort of sink into mediocrity there because that happens to plenty of people. Large organizations, you can just kind of like hang out for a while, but it's not fulfilling. You'll probably be kind of bitter. Or three, go. So you're essentially saying that you're quiet quitting anyway. I was quiet quitting. Yeah. Didn't have the term for it, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think of it as quiet quitting. I thought of it as, I don't even know. I don't know what I was doing. You know, you get to these places where you just feel kind of stuck and you don't know how to how to build. And you just like the only thing that you know is showing up every day. I, I mean, this is also kind of like relationships when you yeah. know you need to leave, but you don't. And it's hard and you don't know what's going to come next. So this this sets me up really nicely for this. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're was, welcome. Yeah, that was a great transition. I appreciate that. Teed it right up. Um, I was talking to Annie Duke, behavior and decision-making expert. She wrote a book called Quip, and she told me, she said, what would it be like if you had to marry the first person you dated? Terrible. Terrible. Would you ever date? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the reason why we were able to find, hopefully, people who are our right match is because we are able to quit a lot of people who came before because the way in which we identify the right thing for us is to try and leave. And Annie said, you are dating ideas. You are dating jobs. You are dating projects. That's how we have to think of everything. Because if we feel like we just have to do the thing that we're already committed to because we've already committed to it, then what we're really doing is robbing ourselves of the time that we could put towards something that is much better. And I think that if you have any feeling like there could be something better out there, I think you have to take that very seriously. I mean, that's tricky because you you also differentiated the, the first time at a shitty apartment next to the graveyard and yeah. then the second time being married. Right. So people have real considerations. Yes. People have families to feed. It's, you know, it's not just like the Gary Vee, like YOLO, go, you know, start that alpaca farm you've always dreamed of. Right. Why not? Right. I have two kids now, so I can't just go and randomly quit my job. But the point is, get yourself comfortable with the idea of quitting. And that can be revolutionary because we often tie together ideas of success and perseverance. I, I see it all the time at Entrepreneur. I'll give you an example. Recently, we ran a story on Melanie Perkins, who is the co-founder and CEO of the popular design platform Canva, which I use all the time. Same. Love. Love. And the headline of the story is this. She was told no 100 times. Now, this 31-year-old female founder runs a $1 billion business. Now, that sounds intriguing, right? I mean, you know how to write a headline, Jason Pfeiffer. Whoever wrote that, it's a good one. Yeah, it actually wasn't me. I can't take credit. But I would read that article, right, for right, sure. Right. But now imagine if the headline was instead, she was told no 100 times, then she realized they were right, <laughs> gave up, did something else, and is now perfectly happy. <laughs> I, no, not as good. Wouldn't read that. <laughs> right, that one doesn't get a lot of shares on Facebook. Nope. And I have an idea about why. It's because when we hear these stories of perseverance... We are not actually looking for a pathway to success. Like, that's not the thing we're trying to absorb from them. 
What we're doing when we like these stories is we're really looking for a justification of our comfort. We are sticking with something, either something that we like or maybe something that we don't like. And we basically want to find examples of other people who did that and it worked out so that we don't have to do the hard work of changing something. And that can lead you into a situation like mine at Fast Company where I didn't quit, but I needed a change and that situation wasn't going to solve itself. So eventually the job quit me, which I guess actually was the solve. So be comfortable with getting uncomfortable, as cliche as that is, because once you do that, you can be more introspective about what is and isn't working at your job and do the work of figuring out what's next. Yeah, I think the point is it's not a blanket answer across the board to just up and quit your job, right? The change can come from somewhere else. And we definitely aren't advocating, at least I'm not, uh, quitting your job with no safety net. I don't think you are right. either. Like no. Ben and Colin, Jen, they would be not happy. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's real life considerations that we have. And the change doesn't have to come from leaving your job. It can come from somewhere else. So you can start thinking of change by uh, setting yourself on a new path, like uh, doing more networking, reaching out to hiring managers at companies you admire, uh, just checking to see what kind of other opportunities are out there, like doing the due diligence without just like burning your corporate bra. <laughs> and in the meantime, just be really honest with yourself. I mean, think about why you feel like you need this change. It might not be the job, you know, like the Annie Duke dating metaphor. You might end up saying, hey, it's not you. It's actually me. So in other words, the shift you really need to make isn't the job. It's something about the way you're working. It's something about the way you're approaching work or this job or this career or something else. So it's about putting down the magnifying glass and picking up the mirror. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pick up that mirror. And I think one of the greatest attributes of any human in relationships, whether they're personal or professional, is self-awareness, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a moment to do that. Yeah. And that last point ties into what I was saying at the beginning of the episode, which is you can quit your job without actually quitting your job. Instead of leaving your company, you can try to quit the elements of your job that you don't like. For example, what I could have done back at the Gardner News was I could have gone to Stu and say, listen, Stu, I want to be writing stories that are closer tied to my interests. So I'm going to do everything that you're asking me to do. I'm going to meet that quota that you've set, but I'm going to pitch stories that I am passionate about. I'm going to quit the middle school dance articles, basically, right? Like that's what I'm quitting, but I don't have to quit my job. I can just make it my responsibility to do more of the fulfilling work that I actually want to do. And stop being so detrimental to the impact of our news coverage. Boo. <laughs> right, exactly. That is my scarlet letter. So I think going back to your point, Jason, about what you need to ask yourself when you're thinking about quitting a job is, right, number one, what do I need to learn? Number two, have I learned it? And then I'd add number 2.5 or number three, which is how can I learn it? And the answer might not be leaving this job. The answer might be like figuring out another way to learn that thing by changing the way you're doing that very same job. Like I found my dream job in my life, but it was the exact same job. I just changed my mindset around it. So 
If you decide, though, you need to quit and that is the next step, uh, I don't think it's going to your boss and telling them that you've made some big decision or flipping over the desk and, you know, burning the bra and being crazy. Uh, The next step is deciding for yourself quietly, you know, what you want to do next, securing that opportunity if you can, and then quitting like that series of events, that order of operations, once you have the next thing lined up. And, you know, maybe you can do all of that without the scarlet letter. Although I really like the scarlet letter and I think you should frame it. It's a real miss, actually, that I haven't already framed it. I'm going to print it for you for your birthday. (laughs) I appreciate that. I guess the real lesson here is as much as I hate to say it, Stu was right. (laughs) (laughs) Plot twist. Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at Money News and TikTok at Money News Network for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I did sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon. Hold up. 